This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knock, knock. Who's there? Radio. Radio who? Radio or not, here I come. And that's how it's done. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Dale, Sarah's failed her last two history exams. Well, who cares? I mean, the California school system, all they teach about is that we came from chimpanzees and about sharing. I'll learn her. I'll make sure she's learned. Come on. Hit it, Steve. Let's hear it. Come on, Steve. Let's go, Steve. Steve, hit it. And now... feature presentation that's me at every party i go to by the way <laughs> sure i pull out the ukulele man nobody has time for bean anymore hey party people welcome into yet another all-new kevin and bean show this time it's a monday and it's the 15th of july what's up children what's up hello how was everybody's weekend is your home still standing yes thank you for asking the hurricane came and went it was a big rain event. Uh, I don't want to be too flippant about it. New Orleans was very, very lucky because there were a lot of people elsewhere in the state that did not fare so well. A lot of uh, very serious flooding. Mm-hmm. A lot of people rescued via helicopter with their pets. So for some people, it was as bad as predicted, but it ended up uh, achieving landfall some distance from the city. So we were we were fine here. Good. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. concerned. I was watching the news thinking to myself, what's going on with Bean? Yeah, right. and they would say things like uh, one city over from New Orleans, and it was underwater. Yes. Like I said, it was just a, it was a question of where it would achieve landfall, you know, and who would get the bulk of the rain. But, uh, I mean, we're, you know, we're below sea level here. We're in a little, we're in a, we're, we're like a bathtub, so it doesn't take much to fill us up. Ugh. Why is that an uh? I'm just saying top, uh, geographically, oh. topologically, mm. I'm saying we're in a, mm-hmm. a big dip. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you for asking. We're mm-hmm. fine. And I understand it got very hot for y'all. Listen, I wouldn't know. I'm still in a hospital room. You're still living in a hospital? Still living in a hospital room. Why are you even paying a mortgage anymore? I know. Well, I, I did realize that we're at a point now where our house doesn't feel like our house. You know what I mean? Like, after Aww. three and a half weeks. Yeah. You're like, oh, this place. No, no, no. I live in a one-room hospital. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just a place you go to change clothes. Yes. That's but it. things are looking up. So, hopefully this week, the boy will be home. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I was thinking about little Adler. I was thinking that for uh, as long as he's had consciousness, yes. you know, the last few months before he was born, he thought, oh, this is where I live, mm-hmm. meaning your wife's womb. This, yeah. is, this is the entirety of the universe. This is the whole world. This is everything I see and everything I know. Mm-hmm. 
And then a shocking day happens where all of a sudden he's born. Yeah. And now he's like. He he breathes. (laughs) He enters the universe. And then he's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. He's a test. He's basically a test baby, he thinks. Like every every day they poke me. Yes. So, but now now it's been long enough that in his mind, the universe is the incubator. Yeah. Like this is the world now. This is all there is. Yes. This is where I'm going to live for the rest of my life because this is all I see and all I know. Ironically, I feel the same way. (laughs) Yes. But at some point, you swaddle that baby and he sees the sunshine. Yeah. And he sees a car and he sees a house. Yep. And he sees a crib. It would just... Imagine how much it would blow your mind if you were a little baby, if you could get inside his little head and think about how difficult it must be to take in all this new information. Yes, I do. It's funny. It comes up a lot when you're reading about having a baby, about the shock the baby goes through the minute it it enters the world. Yeah, Mm -hmm. out of that fluid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It like bursts out of a bubble. And I mean, it gets squeezed out of uh, a small little hole. Hopefully. uh, That would be the hope. And then water explodes and then he's like, (gasps) and then they have to to catch their breath. And then they're brought over to a woman and then they're on a chest and then they well, get first bathed. they get something shoved up their nose yeah. to suck some stuff out yeah like, and that's there's right. just so much and then the only thing that they know that feeds them gets cut off them and they're like food no more food <laughs> like there's so many questions they probably have and we're lucky we don't remember any of this right. yes yeah and by the way um worse for giraffes because <laughs> no but seriously because they go through all that but the first thing that happens when they're born is not a doctor or a nurse's oh, yeah. hand pulling them out right. uh, you know it's we hit we yeah. fall 6 feet and hit the ground it's just a right. plop that's the first thing that uh. happens to a baby giraffe when they're born is they fall 6 feet and then it's like walk they just say walk <laughs> and then it's like walk 20 minutes later yeah yeah, so I guess I guess what we should say is it's uh, it's it's tough being uh, born. Yeah, I guess not mm-hmm. easy. Tough being born. Hey, um, real quick, I wanted to mention this before we get on to today's uh, excellent all new Monday uh, Kevin and Bean show. Your mileage may vary on how much you take away from this story, but there were a lot of people. Well, first of all, it was a very emotional night at Angel Stadium on Friday night because it was their first home game since the road trip where they lost one of their pitching aces, 27-year-old Tyler Skaggs. Which, by the way, they're saying now we won't know why he died until October. I don't know why it's taking so long, but they they ruled out foul play and they ruled out suicide, according to the press reports. So what what happened to 27-year-old Tyler Skaggs? We don't know. But it was incredibly emotional, you know, not just for the for the fans and obviously family and friends, but the, his teammates, right? So their first home game back after they lost Tyler, they decided they were going to go all out with a tribute appropriately. They had a mural of him in the right center field. His mom, who, by the way, was, uh, you know, a pretty good softball player in her day, was kind of the one who, you know, kind of helped guide him through Little League and was his coach, essentially. Mm -hmm. Debbie, she threw out a very emotional ceremonial first pitch, which was a perfect strike, by the way. And then the Angels had a no-hitter. They won 13 to nothing, unfortunately, over the Seattle Mariners. It was, and here's where it starts to get, here's where people are starting to put, uh, put the pieces together and go, this is divine intervention. And this is where I'm out, but some people will find these numbers interesting. It was the 11th no-hitter in Angels history, Tyler wore number 11 at Santa Monica High School. Okay, maybe that's a stretch. Mike Trout hit a two-run homer in the first inning that went 454 feet. And, of course, Tyler Skaggs' number was 45. 
So 45 frontwards, 45 backwards. People said there was some significance in that. I, I don't think so. I just think it was a, another bomb from Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. He, by the way, Mike Trout says that was definitely for him, and he was definitely watching over us tonight. Um, there were seven angel runs in the first inning, 13 runs total. Tyler would have celebrated his 28th birthday on July 13th. Hmm. 7 and 13, July 13th. Michael Pena finished the no-hitter by retiring Malik Smith, who was the 28th Mariner to bat. Tyler would have been 28. So again, it's numerology. People are seeing all these connections and thinking that it's all divinely inspired. The last time there was a combined no-hitter in the state of California, this is kind of a weird coincidence, but again, I think like all of these, I think they're all coincidences. The last time there was a combined no-hitter, like we saw Friday night in Anaheim, in the state of California was the Orioles at Oakland, which happened on July 13th, 1991, the day that Tyler Skaggs was born. Wow. That, that is really wild. Yeah, that's a crazy coincidence. So you believe all of these things to just be random. None of I, these things connect for you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, there are lots of baseball games that have X number of runs in an inning that don't tie into anything. I mean, people are looking for a connection. They're like, ooh, he was born in July and they got seven runs in that inning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people are looking for him. People are putting the pieces together. The pieces are there to be put together. I mean, the numbers all work. They all fit. So, like, God forbid I I were to pass away. Do you think the next day they'd go, and it was a Monday show, and he (laughs) started on a Monday? (laughs) Yeah, I think people look for connections. He was hit by a hostess truck. He loved Twinkies. It's a good way to go. So what do you, uh, Allie, I feel like you have more spirituality than I do. What do you take away from all of these connections? She's basically Miss Cleo compared to you. (laughs) Well, everyone is compared to Bean. (laughs) I think it's beautiful. I think everything you just said and all of those connections make people feel better. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But do you think there's a divine hand that is involved in this? Sure. I mean, do you think... The Lord Jesus above said, you know what? It's time for the angels to have their 11th no-hitter because this young man we lost wore number 11 in high school. I don't think it has to be Jesus. I think it can be whatever you want it to be. See, being you don't have to believe it, but you, know, you also don't have to poo-poo those I'm not that poo-pooing do it. find the connection. Hail Satan. I did not poo-poo it. I want you to notice that I, I understand that there are people who get comfort and i'm sure for instance for his mother i'm sure it was the you know she's had the worst month of her entire life i'm sure it all felt good and i'm sure she now feels like you know she's got an even stronger connection with her son yeah but as a result of all this happening Bean, isn't there isn't there just if you think like let's say you think just everything is wild and no nothing has those kind of connotations right couldn't it just be the way the world works like wouldn't you look at it and be like yeah man the world is weird and creates numbers like couldn't you see that I think I agree with that. The world is weird and creates numbers. But, I mean, a home run goes 454 feet, and the guy they're honoring wore number 45. I mean, Mike Trout has hit lots of home runs in that range. You know what I mean? It's not unusual for him to have done that. Except it was on his day. Yes. And he was wearing everybody, all the angels were We're wearing wearing Tyler's number 45. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be, seems uh, coincidental. Explain it to me. How does it work, then? Well, I don't believe, I'm not saying like Jesus was like, go 454 feet. Like, I don't think, that's how he speaks, by the way. Uh, I'm stunned he speaks English. He didn't move it along like (laughs) angels in the outfield. Uh, (laughs) What what I think happened is 
is just the way I think that coincidence can. It, I, I think that it, it's it's free, there's free will, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna get very deep here. Okay. But then there's also things we can't control, and mm-hmm. I think that there are coincidences that happen that we're not making up out of nowhere. It's a great week for uh, Tom DeLonge to come in, by the way, mm-hmm. and just. That's the way every oh that's not to me I go oh obviously it went four hundred fifty four feet like it just that's how I see the world my mom sort of is hippie like that where mm-hmm. yeah things work out so you just you you enjoy the symmetry of yes and I think I that the symmetry is part of our existence yeah look I'm not poo pooing it Allie you are though if I'm not I'm just saying I don't believe I think that's it's a con- it's a convenient um, bunch of coincidences that I am happy that there are people who take comfort from. But I do not think there is a divine or other intervention going on here. But uh, it was a it was a beautiful night at Angel Stadium, and uh, Tyler Skaggs will be well remembered and very well loved. Hallelujah. Sure, sure. Let's talk about today's all new Kevin Bean show, shall we? You should be investigated. You should be examined. You should be interviewed. What? Perhaps not just by police officers. But by mental health professionals. I, I, I don't know. Mm. Hey, what's up with Florida on the program today, you guys? Also, great news, because it's Monday. We had a, uh, at least for me, a shocking conversation in the office last week when I found out that none of the Nimrods that I work with knew that Bruce Springsteen originally wrote recorded the song Blighted by the Light. It doesn't even, but it doesn't even sound like a Bruce song. I'm still, I'm still on the fences if that's true. Yeah, we looked it up. It it, it checks out. Yeah, but we haven't but, heard. But I it mean, already. he had time to yeah. like change Wikipedia and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and, and record and, the song and, and record and... it and all sure. that. Yeah, and backdated to 1973. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, we started talking about all sorts of other realizations we had had when you found out a song that you loved was not the original. We thought that might be a fun music topic on the program mm-hmm. today. We got a brand new TCL TV and soundbar to give away because they are our sponsors for the Comic Con broadcast at the end of this week. Uh, how about? Um, how about what else? What am I missing? I know I'm missing something stuff. else. Stuff. Well, obviously we've got stuff. Uh-huh. Ooh, and K Rock Road Trip 2019 destination number four. How about the Cure, you guys? All right, that's you get big. to see them in Pasadena in August, and then again at Austin City Limits, we'll give you a chance to win that as well. That and so much more. Plus, Alex, what's happening next on K Rock? It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. By the way, for those who are wondering where uh, Spider Kevin is, he had to help Aunt May move today. But uh, we're hoping he'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> Allie, weekend is behind us. Yeah. I think we missed a lot of good stuff. What's happening? Well, a lot of people still went to see Spider-Man Far From Home, even though, you know, Kevin's whole situation with spiders. Mm. I would think it would keep a few away from I seeing the movie. So well, it, respect for the man. That's what I'm saying. It continues to swing past all the previous Spider-Man films. Oh, the kids were so cut off. They thought about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, $45.3 million for their second weekend total. Worldwide, the eighth Spidey movie and the second produced by Marvel Studios has grossed an astonishing $847 million. You guys, so uh, far. Yeah. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Okay. I did. I did. I normally go, oh, you know, it was fine. This was a good, it was, as we know, perfect time for me. It was about a little under two hours. Right. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't go over two. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, taking second place was Toy Story 4, which is approaching $350 million domestically. I would like to see it. Well, you should see it. It is a delight. The alligator thriller Crawl. 
grossed a decent $12 million opening for third place. That's against a reported $13 million budget. Mm. So you That's gotta probable. be happy. Yeah. Gotta be happy about that. I was gonna go see that, but I already have plenty of alligators coming out of the water in my neighborhood. Just cruising <laughs> down the sidewalk. <laughs> so yeah. I don't really need to see that in the theater. I, I wonder how well it did in New Orleans this weekend. Well, everything was closed this weekend. Oh. Everything was closed. Oh. So, Way to ruin yeah. the joke, Bean. Well, you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't go to a restaurant, you couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't okay. Go to the no, we understand. There's a realism that ruined my joke. I okay, get sorry. Yeah. What I'm saying is nobody saw it. Right, sure. Right, yeah. Right. No, I know. We've got that. Uh, because they were, f- they have enough alligators. Right. Right. And everything was closed. Oh, okay, that, that. that okay. seems less All right. important. Stuber came in fourth with an $8 million opening and rounding out the top five was Yesterday with $6.7 million. Yesterday, of course, a movie about a world without the Beatles, which brings me to my next story. Quite the night at Dodger Stadium Saturday night. Paul McCartney wrapped up his Freshen Up World Tour and the remaining Beatles reunited when Paul brought up Ringo Starr for renditions of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and Helter Skelter. I'm not going to lie. I I watched it. I, I watched it on YouTube. And um, how old is Ringo Starr? I mean, he's got to be around Paul's age, right? 75 right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just stepped into it like he... Killing like it. He's been playing all along. Yeah. It was just it was just amazing to see him just get up there and just play Helter Skelter like they played it yesterday together. Is he a good drummer? He's a great yeah. drummer. Yeah, because he kind of gets a little bit of a joke about him not being like being the least talented of the Beatles. Well, because he wasn't as much of a songwriter as the other three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But music musically, he was he was the rock for that band. He really was. I I know I've said this on the air before, and I've never seen it proven or disproven. But I heard one time, and I find this very difficult to believe. That in the you know nine years or whatever it was that the Beatles recorded, they never had to do a second take because what? Ringo screwed up. Wow, that's how consistent he is. That's how yeah. Nick Cannon was on the Mass Singer. Just letting you know, it's similar kind of genius. <laughs> but you're being serious. It you is see? true. That yeah. Nick Cannon never did a yes. second take, which is, and not because he didn't want to do it. It's because we never needed it. He was nailing it. It was insane. That's incredible. Anyway, just like Ringo Starr. Just mm-hmm. like Ringo Starr. Okay. But I mean, look. Even though there's only two of them, there's still some magic about seeing them play together. Yeah. You can see how much they were enjoying each other. They both, you know, shouted out that they loved one another and everything, and it was just awesome. It, Paul just kept looking back and just grinning, you know, at seeing Ringo behind the kid. It was just, it was a cool moment. By the way, uh, Paul McCartney performed a 38 song set. No, nope. bye. <laughs> Jensen left halfway through that. But if you think about it, a lot of those Beatles songs are not long. Mm-hmm. But still, pull out all, 38 Pull songs. out all the wings. Pull out, I mean, no. listen. Yes, no. you did. No. That's where I will put my foot down I'm, with you, young man. I'm here man. for the hits. You don't want to hear Live and Let Die and Band on the Run and songs like that? Come on, man. I can hear Live and Let Die. That's it. The rest can die. Okay. You're ridiculous. It wow. was a three-hour show, though, Jensen. Yeah. It was definitely too long. Yeah. Nope. He did nope. also pay tribute to fellow Beatles uh, George Harrison by doing the song Something. Oh, yeah, don't And that. to John Lennon singing Here Today. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't pick that either. Also brought out Eagles guitarist Joe Walsh. Mm. I say Joe Walsh makes everything better. I'm fine with him being there. Yeah. What, I mean, did he add time to the concert? Oh, my God, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's Paul McCartney. You take Three as much hours. Paul McCartney as he's willing to give you. I'll by the way. I'll give you, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I'll give you two hours. Three hours. Oh, my God. I will say this. I got a all-capped text from a friend that was there that said, he brought out Rondo. And I 
I knew instantly he meant Ringo, but then all I was picturing was Rondo walking out like with the tambourine, and I was like, yes! Like, yeah. how to... I re-signed! Right? I re-signed, you guys. Just want to let you all know. <laughs> Very weird. Very <laughs> weird night. All right, some birthdays for you guys. Oh, the little dude from Big Little Eyes, Ziggy, also plays young Sheldon, Ian Armitage, Taylor Kinney, Scott Foley, Jesse Ventura. There he is. Brian Austin Green, Terry O'Quinn, and someone we're going to talk about in the next What's Happening, because something happened to him yesterday he wasn't expecting. One of our favorites, Fluffy himself, Gabriel Iglesias. That (laughs) was him. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. What's up with Florida? You goddamn people in Florida! you bunch of bastards! Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? You always have the craziest news. What's up with you? Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? Let's all find out what happened now in Florida. Once again, America's most penis-shaped state really comes through. This uh, first story got quite a bit of attention, and it's kind of controversial. Did you guys hear about the woman who left a $5,000 tip on a $55 cafe bill? No. No. She goes into a restaurant in Clearwater, Florida, and um, she starts talking to the waitress who has a very is having a very bad week because she has just had to put her dog down. Mm. And uh, the diner took uh, t- took pity on her and thought, "I'm going to cheer her up and leave a five thousand dollar tip on wow. the fifty five dollar bill." The uh, waitress was elated, as you can imagine, doesn't bring back her puppy, but it's nice. Uh, the restaurant pays her out. But then the plot thickens. It turns out that the diner, Serena Wolf, did it to get back at her boyfriend whose credit card she was using because he would not buy her a plane ticket to to come back home to Buffalo, New York. She was in Florida. She was asking him to buy a plane ticket for her, and he wouldn't do it. So she thought, hey, I'm going to get back at him by giving away $5,000 on his credit card. Oh, no. So the boyfriend notified his credit card company the next day, uh, said that it was a fraudulent charge. So he's contesting it. But what happens to the $5,000 tip? The police say it's up to the waitress and the restaurant to work that out. It is not a criminal matter. Oh, so you're saying because the restaurant had paid it out. Yes. Is she going right. to give it back? Is oh. she? Should should she give it back? Does I she mean, have to give it back? There's other gigs. There's probably a Chili's in town. <laughs> like <laughs> she, she should just leave yeah. with the five grand, burn that bridge, and just start someplace else. Yeah, pick up a new gig. I, I mean, I I feel like she once she's alerted that it was not an auth, kind of not an authorized charge. Can't hear you. Have headphones in. And just, <laughs> you know. yeah. Here's the uh, headline: Florida iguana hunter mistakenly shoots the pool boy. Now. I Yeah, this is why we do What's Up With Florida. Here's a woman on the news describing what happened. Homeowner Elin Bryant says it started last Friday when workers from a pool company were doing maintenance in her patio area. And I came out to see what they were doing, and I heard him scream on the top of his lungs, ow, and he had blood coming out of his leg, and he was shot by the hunter. Paramedics in the Boca Raton Police Department responded. Police say someone hired to shoot and kill iguanas in the neighborhood hit the pool worker instead with a pellet gun. We have the iguanas everywhere. If neighbors are going to be like the Wild West and shoot at everything, someone's going to get killed. And that's exactly what it is. It's like the Wild West down there. They're paying bounty hunters to kill iguanas because they are overrunning the state. How big are iguanas that you're shooting them? Yes, I know, right? And maybe don't accidentally shoot the pool boy. (laughs) 
Jensen Beach is a real place, Jensen. Did oh, you know that? No. Never heard of it? I'm packing my bags. Police are in search of a man they're calling the modern-day Hamburglar, who is believed to have broken into a Wendy's, turned on the stove, cooked himself a burger, and then walked out with the safe. How about that? <laughs> At it's the thorough. Wendy's on Jensen Beach Boulevard, which is where you should live. Yeah. Police say a man used a brick to smash in a door, then turned on the grill to cook a meal before leaving with a safe. He's described as being in his mid-30s, about six feet tall, with a distinctive tattoo on his upper left arm. Hey, that sounds like me! <laughs> um, I mean, if you're breaking into a Wendy's, why not help yourself to some delicious food? Yeah, while there. While you're there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned the iguanas. Alligators are also a problem in Florida, as you know, and it seems like every time we do this feature, there's another story. This one involves a 911 call. Okay, caller, tell me exactly what happened. Yes, one of my employees on inspection at the mine here at Mosley found a body floating in one of our hydraulic dishes with a gator a hold of it. Oh. Did he give you a description of the body? Uh, no, I think he just freaked up. Right. That's my favorite question yeah. ever from a 911 operator. Hey, we want to make sure we find the right body <laughs> that has a gator a hold of it. Is there a description? What's this guy uh, looking like? He's wearing like a black shirt, uh, <laughs> jeans. He's got on sneakers, but he's also in the mouth of an alligator. That might yes. be the easiest way to identify him. I mean, him. come on. <laughs> Turns out it was 45-year-old Michael Ford II. By the way, they did do a necropsy of the alligator and found his hand and foot oh. inside the gator. Stomach. Um, a man who drew the anger of animal rights advocates. Well, this is a karma story, you guys. A couple of months ago, Joseph Carraro, 48, was at the zoo in Orlando with his daughter. And I guess he was trying to impress her or something, but he went and picked up one of the most popular flamingos there at the zoo named Pinky. Works as a, an animal ambassador there. Very, very popular, young Pinky was. He says he didn't try to do it on purpose. He was just trying to show off to his daughter. But somehow he injured the bird, broke its leg, and it had to be euthanized. (gasps) As you can imagine, people people were outraged. He was, understandably and rightfully so, arrested and was scheduled to go to trial on an animal cruelty charge. However, that won't be happening because he was just hit and killed by a pickup truck while crossing a busy road near the home, his home in Orlando. I mean, again, karma, right? Well, I don't... Yeah. I'm, I mean... It's a little hard to celebrate. <laughs> I know. Sure. I mean, that dude died, but he also killed Pinky. Justice was, for Pinky, you guys. Was the pickup truck pink? Oh, that would have been the best. <laughs> That'd be huge. <laughs> that would have been the best. And uh, finally, this news report just said it all. says it all about the dumbasses in Florida. Enjoy. Also breaking at 11, a convicted Charlotte County felon accidentally shot himself with a stolen gun and that led police right to him. The Sarasota Sheriff's Office arrested this poor Charlotte man, Justin Richardson. Deputies showed up to Green Street on Inglewood after a shooting report. They got there and found Richardson was shot in the stomach. Detectives say he was trying to dissemble the handgun when it went off. He was arrested. So he's a felon. He's not supposed to have a gun. He steals a gun and then ends up shooting himself mm-hmm. in the stomach with said gun. Mm-hmm. Oops. Heading right back to jail. That's, uh, I mean, that's citizen of the year in Florida, right? Jeez. And this has been What's Up With Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Monday morning means great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news. Jensen, is that a bop? I think that's a bop. Uh, I'm going to have to argue against a bop, but I am going to say it's kind of a jam. Is it bop adjacent? Oh, it's H. Yeah, it's definitely adjacent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Allie, you get to go up first today to make our Mondays. All right. Here's the thing. Uh, high school graduation, uh, sometimes they're long, they're tedious, they're not a, f- a real fun thing. Mm-hmm. But at his high school graduation, Jack Higgins approached the stage to receive his diploma with his fingers in his ears to block what he thought would be applause and cheers. But instead, he was met by silence. And a lot of people hearing that would be like, oh, what happened to Jack? Well, Jack is a familiar face in the cafeteria, library, hallways, and classrooms of Carmel High School. And he's well known there. But he also has a severe form of autism and is super sensitive to noise. And after eight years in the school's program for students with cognitive learning or behavioral challenges, he was ready to graduate on June 20th. However, a lot of concerns that it was going to be overwhelming, not only sitting there for such a long period of time, but then when people erupt in cheers as you walk across the stage, that's basically his kryptonite. So his principal, Lou Royolo, had an idea that everyone would sit in silence as he walks across the stage, knowing that it was an important moment for him and his family because he reached a milestone of such great importance. He wanted his family to feel like every other parent there, that they could sit and enjoy that and watch their their son's dreams become a reality. So... He thought, okay, here's what we're going to do. Right beforehand, we're going to talk to the students and say we want everybody to remain quiet. But he also realized, you know, students are unpredictable. Sometimes kids can be a-holes. Sure. We're not really Mm -hmm. sure what's going to happen. But he also said, you often have to give people the opportunity to rise to an occasion. I truly believe people have a kind, compassionate soul, and they want to help. And this was one of those occasions. So... Before he was called to the stage, he asked everyone just to do a really quiet golf clap. But instead, he received a silent standing ovation. And that was not something that was planned or anything. The students took that upon themselves to be completely silent, but also to stand. So he would know that they were doing that to say, listen, we appreciate you. And here's what the principal said. He said, the students were amazing. They're a class act and superseded expectations. For example, them rising to their feet after Jack received his diploma was all them. It was not pre-planned, and no one told them to act like that. They felt compelled to show their support in that way. They made that amazing, compassionate gesture on their own. So, Did you cry just, a little bit? Ellie? I did. I did. because It's just... Silently, though, right? It, silently, yeah. It's just, it's beautiful to see people come together for one of their own at that school who they knew that this would be how he could appreciate the moment the best, and they made that happen for him. So I mean, 
teenagers are usually dicks, too. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So that's, very, that's, that's very cool. I love this. All right, I, I will allow well, it. I, I haven't said that's my great news. Hmm. I, I will I will still allow it. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't count if she doesn't say it. No. That's true. Uh, you guys, if you had lost a pet or went, and went missing, how mm-hmm. long do you think you would keep the search up? I don't think wow. I would ever stop looking. Yeah. Really? Honestly. Like actively? I mean, every time I was out, I would certainly be on alert. Would I go out every single night and drive the neighborhood hour after hour? Probably at some point you do stop with that. But mm-hmm. you are hopeful that eventually you're going to just somehow see that dog or, or cat or whatever's missing again. Yeah, I, I did have a cat uh, leave, just mm-hmm. disappear. And I think I went three months. Because then, yeah. you, I mean, I live near Coyotes. It was like, yeah. I know, yeah. I, I don't want to. And also, it's so taxing. Because people yes. will call. Put up a sign. You'll get the weirdos calling Absolutely. all day long. Yeah. And then yeah. you'll end up in the middle of Tarzana yelling, you know, your cat's name. And you're like, this guy's crazy. He's never seen my cat. <laughs> anyway. I just wanted to meet you. I know. Uh, one Australian man is making everyone extend that timetable, though. Now I'm starting to rethink my thoughts. When his dog, after almost two years <gasps> of a search, was found alive and well, Jake Hennessy was devastated around around Christmas 2017, which even sounds far away, when his home in Western Australia was broken into by burglars, leaving a door open, and as a result, his puppy ran out. Oh. That's also the worst way to lose your dog. Yeah. Harley is Now, a, the worst way to lose your job is ha- dog is having it stolen. Like that's having true. that British soccer player the other day who miraculously the dog was returned. But yeah, if somebody steals your dog, that's the worst because you have no idea what their intentions are. Pretty sure there's a train passing, if anyone hears yeah. that weird sound here. <laughs> Going on. Uh, Harley is a Mastiff Sharpay mix, and beyond anything that was taken from him that day, Jake says this hurt the most. So he tirelessly checked uh, his area and online through Facebook in a group he called, Please Help Return My Baby to Me. Oh, it's a very sweet Facebook group name. Then 19 months later, Harley was found roaming the streets, trying to find food almost 175 miles away. What? Whoa! It would have taken a car three hours to get there. But he had a bus pass, right? Well, clearly. <laughs> or he took a little jet. Uh, a volunteer picked the dog up, and thanks to the dog's chip, uh, not our chip, uh, after being looked at uh, by a vet this past weekend, he will be reunited with Jake, uh, who told the local paper, I feel like I've won the lotto. I was going to buy a ticket tonight, but now I don't need to. Oh. Any word on how they think the dog traveled such a distance? They don't know yet. They haven't talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my great news. <laughs> my uh, great news story is just a question of the right guy being in the right place at the right time. It was a very happy event for Mr. Andrea Bendetto. He is Italian. He recently got married, and he and his husband and their other friends were celebrating uh, on an Italian beach. They were floating in an swan when he fell into the water and became unable to move his limbs due to a medical condition. Wish I had more information about that, but essentially he's going to sink like a stone, right? Mm. He can't swim with what's going on with him medically. A strong wind blew the swan away. His husband did everything he could to try to keep his partner's head above water as he and his friends cried for help. Here's why this is great news. Who happens to be on the beach with an earshot of this, but former Olympic and World Championship freestyle swimmer Filippo Magnini, 
who was there on the <laughs> Not beach. Not the great Magnini. <laughs> yes, the great Magnini, who, by the way, won a bronze medal in the 2004 Olympic Games in Athens, was a world champion in the 100-meter freestyle in 2005 and 2007. He has since retired, but apparently still has the swimming chops because, like Superman, he dives into the water, swims up to the guy who, at this point, by the way, had swallowed water, was having trouble even breathing, and was, and was able to swim with him back to shore and help perform CPR on him to get him back in the pink. Wow. What are the chances that you are drowning on the beach in your in your honeymoon and a, a, a freaking Olympic swimmer is the guy who dives in to rescue you? Thank God. Thank God indeed. That's right crazy. man, right place, right time. And that's my great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. All right, Allie. Jensen, you guys were both there in the meeting. We were. Mm-hmm. On Friday, I was very disappointed. I mean, it was. I've never heard such disgust in your voice. <laughs> I was, I, I'm not mad, guys. I'm just disappointed. Mm, yeah. Dave, our producer. Hey, Dave. Was um, pitching as he does. He's pitching uh, guests for us uh, upcoming on the Kevin and Bean show. And he said, hey, guys, we have a chance to talk to Sevraz Manzur, a name none of us knew. <laughs> He is the guy who the movie that's coming out in a couple of months called Blinded by the Light is based on. He is a a British Pakistani Muslim living in London whose life changed when he discovered the music of Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. All right. And how did it happen, Allie? Was it you who asked why is the movie called Blinded by the Light? Is that what happened? Then why is it called Blinded by the Light? Right. If it's about, if the guy loves Bruce Springsteen, yeah. why didn't they use a Bruce Springsteen That's song? That's exactly my point. Right. So you were very confused by yes. that. And I said, Blinded by the Light is the is a Bruce Springsteen song. To which everyone in the room started going, no, the one about being wrapped up like a douche, <laughs> another I, runner and in I, the night. I, what? I, the corner was like, no, the one that's like, blinded by the light. <laughs> like, I, we, right? like, we're singing it, trying to get him to our side. Right. So I'm like... That's a Bruce Springsteen song. And you guys are like, there's no way. Look, we know the song. Here's the here's the song that you guys were all thinking about. By the way, it is a deuce, Allie, just saying. I don't think so. So, <laughs> agree to disagree. In your mind, you're trying to figure out what the hell that has to do with the boss, yes. right? Yeah. Why, why would that be so Bruce say, Springsteen? Guys, I say it's a very famous Bruce Springsteen song. I mean, it was on his first album, Greetings from Asbury Park. Now, granted, this is all before you were born. I understand that. But, I mean, he's a pretty popular artist that many people have gone back and picked up his early work. You know what I mean? Uh, that's his song. He wrote that song. So we were like, well, yeah, he wrote it, but he did, he's not the one that did it. <laughs> we were not letting no, Dean no, no, off never on this. You were fighting me on it. Yes. So I think Christine brings it up on YouTube or something like that. And sure enough, for the first time ever, you guys hear a little bit of this, the original. Say this to you guys. Same song. I've yeah. never, I've never, <laughs> never heard, heard it in my life. And no. I say, beat it, Bruce. That version sucks. Also, if you're going to make a movie about how Bruce Springsteen inspired you, pick a song we all know, dude. Yeah, thank you. Like right? that would be like making a Beatles song and being like, oh, uh, a movie about their music. Like, oh, uh-huh. it's called Hey Bulldog. 
Like, right, what? instead what? of yesterday. That's, right? a, that's a song. <laughs> See, you didn't so, even know. Hey, Bulldog's a great song. Oh, okay. this guy. So that's what got us on the topic, and I think this, <laughs> this is going to be guy. really. I think it's going to be really fun because we love doing music topics on this show. What's the song that you were shocked to find out? was a cover song. Mm-hmm. Like, you always knew and loved that song, and then somebody blew your mind when they told you, that's not the original. You gotta hear the original. Another one that came up in the meeting we were talking about. Give me a little uh, Britney Spears with one of her hits from a few years ago. Would you please, Ship? Singing, I when that song came out who were mortified that there were kids who thought that that was a Britney Spears original because they all grew up with this version by Joan Jett. But, but, what the Joan Jett heads don't know (laughs) is that her version was a cover song too. A British band called The Arrows did the original version of that song, and it sounds a little something like this. And there are a lot of people who are finding out right now that Joan Jett's version is not the original. Yeah. I think we can't all agree the Britney version is easily the worst, right? Oh, 100%. It's up there uh, yeah. with Tiffany's version of I Saw Her Standing There. So there's some things that should never be uh, never be covered. Yeah. I saw her standing there. Tiffany, did I saw her standing there? I think we're alone now. I think we're alone now is her hit. Uh, that was her number one song, but one of her top 20 hits was, I. Saw, she called it, I saw this him guy. standing there. And it was terrible. It was so bad. <laughs> so I think what we're talking about here is, you this found is the segment, this guy. <laughs> Just you found me. out that the song you loved was a cover song. one 800 520 We want to hear from you coming up next here on the World Famous K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067. You were stunned to find out a song you loved was a cover. And we are going to start with uh, Natalie, Fountain Valley, up first in this segment on Line 5. Hey, Natalie. Hi. What was the song that you thought you knew? The I Will Always Love You from Whitney Houston was written by Dolly Parton. Let's hear a little bit of Whitney first. I will say that there are times where somebody just owns a song and it doesn't matter if anyone's ever recorded it before. But yeah, you're right. Dolly Parton did the original version and hers went like this. And And what did you think, Natalie, when you found out? Were you gobsmacked? Yes, I was watching Drunk History. Godsmack did this song? Godsmack. I would rather hear that. I'm sorry, you were watching Drunk History, Natalie? Yeah, they did a whole show about it. and um, It was about Dolly Parton, and I was watching. I couldn't believe it. There you go. All right. So many people learn from Drunk History. Thank you, Derek Waters. That's where I go for all my history. (laughs) Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 1-800-520-1067. While we're talking about cover songs, before we get back to your calls, here's one. A lot of people love No Doubt. They thought, oh, I can't believe they wrote such a great song. 
Also a cover of a talk talk song. Just a coincidence, there's a cover song for you. We're talking about cover songs here on the World Famous K-Rock. Monday morning, Kevin and Bean. Um, the kids in the office found out that Blinded by the Light was a Bruce Springsteen song with that movie coming out and all the press it's getting. And then we started talking about other songs that we found out our cover songs yeah. that we didn't know. Jensen, you had one. Uh, well, first, during the break, Bean was doing that thing again where he knows every cover song that's ever existed. Right. It's it's incredible. And one of them that he helped me with is Girls Just Want to Have Fun is not a Cindy Lauper original. Let's hear some Cindy Lauper. the song we all know and love, right? Yeah, and I'm smart enough to know it's not a Miley Cyrus song who also covered it. Right. But I could have swore that's an original song. And then you found out that a young man named Robert Hazard, who used to be in the band The Hooters, <laughs> wrote and recorded the original version that sounded like this. I'm going to say Cindy Lauper did him a huge favor. Uh, by recording her version. That song sounded spooky. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get right back to your calls at 1-800-520-1067. I want to start with uh, Lily. She's in Fullerton, kind enough to give us a call. Lily, thanks for listening. What's Hi. your song that you were surprised to find out was a cover? Um, I didn't know Boys in the Hood by Dynamite Hack was not by Dynamite Hack. Oh, Lily. The reason that song exists is because it's funny for a bunch of white kids to do a sarcastic kind of straight version of a rap song. Well, I'm I'm white, if you can't tell Uh by me knowing that, and my boyfriend, he knows NWA very well, and he was like, "Babe, what are you talking about?" When it was playing on K Rock, and I was like, "No, I grew up with this song. Like, this is an original." Mm. This this isn't a cover. You must have been so mortified. Did you guys break up? Are you okay? No, he's just shaking his head at me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Very good call. Thank you, Lily. We appreciate it. Let's move on to Lauren, line six. She's in North Hollywood up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Hey, Lauren. Morning. You know what we're talking about. What's uh, What's the version that everybody knows that you thought was the original? So I thought that the version of Mad World from Donnie Darko was the original song. Oh, right, Gary let's hear some of that. When people run in circles, it's a very, very mad I mean, you can't get any better than that, right? No, it's very That's, good. I know, I love that song. It's pretty amazing. And then to give me the light bulb moment where you found out that it wasn't his song. Well, I was sitting at my friend's house and a version came on by Tears of Fears, and I said, wow, this is a really cool cover of this song. (laughs) Yeah, Tears of Fears. And don't they now, if if I'm remembering correctly from when they played Acoustic Christmas a couple years ago, don't they kind of do the Donnie Darko version now as their version? Yep, they do like a more dramatic, slowed down 
Donnie Darko, Gary Jules version. Yeah, that was like the B-52s version. It's very poppy, It's a mad world. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren, we appreciate your listening. Thanks for the call. All right, we got to make sure to get this one in as we uh, get more calls in at 1-800-520-1067. We're talking about classic, all-time great K-Rock songs. And every time we do like a Firecracker 500 or something like that, this always comes in very near the top because you can't get any better than Soft Cell and their song, Tainted Love. We all remember it well. Once I ran to you know that's the soft cell song right oh yeah until you go back to the 1960s and hear northern soul singer gloria jones doing the original Uh, soft sells some credit for finding that. And That's a bop, though. That, that original is great. They're both good. Yeah. All right. Let's do. Uh, let's do a couple more. Wow, we're going to run out of time. We have so many good ones coming in. Let's go to Gary. He's on line uh, eight, please. He's in Maywood. Gary, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how's it going? You hey, heard a listen, song uh, and you uh, swore it was the original. What was the one you thought of? Well, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, of course, did all along the Watchtower. Fabulous, you know, all-time rock, great rock. <laughs> And I think probably for a lot of KLOS listeners, that's the version they know and love, right? Yeah, of course. But uh, strangely enough, and I I have no idea if you guys could even find it, uh, Bob Dylan, uh, not nearly as great as Jimmy We lost you, but hit it, Steve. By the way, Bob Yellen is another perfect example of a guy who took the arrangement that became so much more famous thanks to Jimi Hendrix and started doing that version in concert. So same kind of deal. All right. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Uh, Allie, you were kidding about the Wild Horses conversation, right? No. And I want to hear who she thinks is the um, originator of oh, it. Oh, do we have a call on it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go to Cynthia West Covina. She's up next on K-Rock. Hey, Cynthia. Hi. Unfortunately, we're going to run out of time here. You were calling about Wild Horses. What's your history? Yeah. So um, a couple years ago, I was at a dive bar. I always knew Wild Horses to be sung by the Sundays. And sure, I was at great, a dive great bar. version. Right. And um, someone played the Rolling Stones version. And I was like, who the hell's covering the Sundays? And, um, you know, a few people laughed at me. And they were like, no, these, these people are the ones that originally sang the song. Unless there's someone else before that. But all I know is it, it's the Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's a Rolling Stones song. I'll, although I will tell you, there is something interesting. It's just kind of a footnote on that. Is that the first version that was actually released, although the Stones mm-hmm. wrote it and recorded it, mm-hmm. keep going, keep was going, by keep Graham going Parsons. about my Burrito Graham Brothers. Parsons. Was by Graham Parsons and the Flying Burrito Brothers. They actually released their version before the Stones, but that's only because Graham Parsons was friends with the Stones and heard their version of this it. And they, guy, they this gave permission guy. for them to cover it. They're all. By the way, that's a great song, no matter who does it. So I prefer. Susan Boyle. That's a, and Susan Boyle, obviously the definitive version of Wild Horses. Sure. Cynthia, thanks for the call. This was fun. Maybe we'll have to do this again sometime on K Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Allie's here with a look at what's happening on a Monday. What's going on? You guys heard about this app called The Pattern? No. I, I only know about it because of Channing Tatum. Okay. Well, it's, it's an app where it's basically a personality app. You put in your birth date and your exact time that you were born, and it apparently will be used to gain some insight about various sides of your personality and how you can now understand those dynamics and help you navigate the world. Because astrology is real, right? Essentially, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Astrology plus numerology, all of that because of the numbers of the exact times, that type of thing. Yeah, real science. Well, Channing Tatum, um, he lost his mind. He sent out a pretty bizarre video on Twitter about the pattern. I'm I'm just going to have him explain it. I need I need um some answers, okay? Cuz I I don't know if I'm late to this or if I'm early to this, but but what is this pattern? It's an app. I just downloaded it called the pattern and it asked me to put in my birthday and my time of birth. By the way, how the, how do you how are you supposed to know your time of birth? I hope anyone that does this has a parent that loves them and is that is half responsible because I don't even know how I would have figured that out. Anyways, how do you know what you know about me, Pattern? People of the Pattern, people that use the Pattern, you need to DM me right now and tell me how you know this stuff. I don't even know if I want to know this stuff. I don't even know if I want to know. I don't, I don't know if anybody should know this stuff. I was just in therapy yesterday. Yeah, I'm in therapy. Whatever, everybody should be in therapy. And I just get a notification on my phone this morning, boop, pops up, and using the exact words that we were that we were using in therapy. Uh, is the phone listening? Is that are you listening through the phone pattern? AI, the algorithm that is the pattern. Are you listening through my phone and then just regurgitating the stuff that I'm afraid of and the stuff that, you know what? Pattern people, you should just call me. That's what that's what should happen right now. You should just DM me. If you know so much, you know how to get in touch with me now, don't don't you? So just just do that. Just, I need answers. Hmm. Is he being seriously serious, or is he is he really freaked out here? I think he's a little bit freaked out. I was I, when I first heard, it, I go, "Is he an owner in the app?" But I don't think I think it's no. very genuine. I think it's completely genuine, and I think he also wants to know if his phone is listening to him. And I can answer that. Yes, yes, it is. Well, it is definitely listening. Yeah. But wow, poor Channing. He went through a lot. That was a he, real roller coaster for he him. He got texts with actual verbiage from therapy sessions. That's what he's saying. Sent back to him. Yeah. That is horrifying. Yeah, that I don't like. You don't, I Not mean, one guys, day. if they're listening in, they're listening to everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wasn't and, there a story recently that you said that they were like, we can't stop sexual assaults in your house, but we are listening in in your yeah. house? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Crazy. And Allie, you will not, you will not have a ring, right? You will not have a room. Well, that's just rude that you bring that up. Yeah. I no, mean, no, no, no. I'm mean, not dating I anyone. The, the, the just, temperature app. The temperature. Oh. I, I think I'm lovable. But. No ring, no, uh, no, no Roomba, no, no Alexa, Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. Siri. You don't want no. any of that. Get out of my... Uh, my TV is already listening to me, yeah. but I'm not getting rid of that. Yeah. But yeah, good. it's all insane. Yeah, she has to keep her friend. <laughs> she loves TV. I love the television. She does. It's all of our friends. Uh, do we need to try the pattern? 
Uh, no, I will. I'll put it no. on my phone. Uh, do you know how much info though that that sells of you and all that? I'm I'm I've given up everything. I'm okay. in, I'm in that right. thing. I'm I, when you get to the airport mm-hmm. and you uh, what is it called? Clear. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They have my iris and my okay. fingerprint. I'm done. There's all nothing right. I can do. Okay. I've already given up. Well, my social security number is 843-67-9614. It doesn't matter at this point. With the pattern is um, it crashed after he put that video up and sure. people were like, wait, what? Did he crash the pattern? Because so many people wanted to try it out. So, sure. all right, we'll have Jensen try it. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, I do guarantee your mother knows the exact time you were born. Uh, Yes. I know the exact yeah. she, How about this? She calls me every year at that time at that on time, my birthday. Yeah. Oh, please tell me it's like 2.43 no, a.m. it's like 8.15 or something. Okay. Now, I have a question about that, and I know yeah. we don't have time to get into it. Uh, maybe we need to carve out some time another day. When you are putting in the time of your birth, like, in my, like does the time zone matter, or is it just yeah. local time? No, no, no. The, the like time if, zone in which you were born at matters. Okay. So because, if it's 8 o'clock in L.A., you were born at 8 o'clock. Okay, gotcha. That is a weird question to ask. No, it's not, because if I were filling it out, I mean, like, I currently am sitting six hours away from the time zone that I was born in. If I were filling it out, would I would I adjust for time zone, I guess is what I'm saying. So you're asking, where you live, does it change the time you were born? <laughs> and you put it, that's what you're, uh, one, that's what you're asking. When you put it that way. <laughs> you I, want another run at it? Or I would throw you good? Is that a moment with? I think it might be. <laughs> the longest one in history. Jeez, please. What's going on? <laughs> so you good? You don't have any more questions? I'm. Uh, I think I'm done. Okay. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just keep it a bean. <laughs> All right. Uh, some birthdays for you: Taylor Kinney, Scott Foley, Jesse Ventura, Brian Austin Green, Terry O'Quinn. <laughs> That's him. Sorry, Jesse. I didn't give you enough time to make that noise. Okay. And Gabriel Iglesias, happy birthday, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Rock. I don't know how you guys are about electronics, but when I see that there's a new 55-inch TCL 5 Series TV and Alto 7 Plus soundbar from Mm -hmm. TCL, Mm -hmm. I salivate. I gotta have it. And that's what we're giving away to you right now at 1-800-520-1067. They are the sponsors of the Kevin and Bean Show as we broadcast live from San Diego this Thursday and Friday for Comic-Con. The game is called Ride or Die. Oh, yeah. Let's get funky. TCLTV for free. Gets the famous ride from a movie or TV. Yeah, it's that simple. It's easy as pie. Come on, let's play. Ride or Die. Keep it funky now. I mean, there's no better host for a game called Ride or Die than Miss Allie McKay, that's for Thank sure. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Yeah, Your contestants are lined up. What are you looking for? Uh, you're just going to name the mode of transportation, the ride, if you will, from the clue that I'm basically explaining. It's very easy. All right. If you get it right, you go into the drawing. One will win the new TV and soundbar. Danny is in uh, Huntington Park, and he is a truck driver. I don't know if this is going to give him an advantage or not, but he works in a vehicle. Allie, what do you have for him? That might give him an advantage, Bean. Oh, good. You're right. <laughs> Perhaps, hey, Danny, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Perhaps one of the most iconic modes of transportation in comics, television, and movies. The number one Barris built was sold at Barrett Jackson Auctions in 2013 for $4,620,000. This heavily armored, weaponized vehicle is used by its owner in his fight against crime, and it's known as what? Name that ride. The Batmobile. Yes. The Batmobile indeed. Excellent, well, Danny. Well done. Ride or die. You are in the drawing. 
Robin Irvine is a driver. What? what? He's a driver. Yep, yep, yep. All Robin right. With Allie. Rob, listen up. Oh, you hear that beautiful tune. It's still seen every Halloween as part of a timeless costume. All you need is a red hoodie, an extraterrestrial wrapped in a blanket placed in a basket to complete the look. But what mode of transportation do we picture up in the sky passing that full moon from that iconic film from 1982? Name that ride. Oh, that would be the bike. It is and, indeed. Uh, yeah, bicycle yeah. in the sky. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we didn't ask for that, but now I love you, Rob. Slide or die. That was a uh, that was an impression of E.T. from Rob. I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved right. it. Bright is in Hawthorne. It doesn't say here what he drives or if he drives, uh, but let's see how he does anyway. Uh, Brian, good morning. Good luck. Good morning. Thank you. All right, Brian. Despite her humble origins and shabby exterior, this vehicle has played a role in some of the greatest victories of the Rebel Alliance and the New Republic. Manned by a man that has some problems saying I love you and his trusty furry sidekick, by the way, the newest Lego version has over seven seventy five hundred pieces and will run you about eight hundred bucks. What is this ride? Millennium Falcon. Indeed. Right. Ride or die. Three, three for, for three, three yes. y'all. All right. Steve is up next. Our next contestant joining us from Los Angeles. Hey, Steve, you're on with Allie. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Steve, you're going to need a cool ride to cruise the streets of New York City to bust some ghosts. Was it it a hearse? Was it an ambulance? Well, we know it was a 1959 Cadillac professional chassis built by the Miller Meteor Company. By the way, it was an ambulance-hearse combo. It was the end loader variety. Name that ride. The Ghostbuster vehicle. Mm, It's got to be more technical. Yeah. What What was the name they gave it? What was on the plate? Oh, jeez, oh, you're killing me. Um, I can't remember. Nope. Can't. Oh, it's the Ecto-1, oh. Steve. The Ecto-1 oh. was the name of the vehicle. Oh. So sorry, Steve. Ride or die. Uh, Julio, Los Angeles. Next contestant here on K-Rock playing for a brand new 55-inch TCL TV and soundbar. Good luck, Julio. All right, thanks, guys. Hey, Julio, this car is based off of a real vehicle. But in Back to the Future, it's just an electric time machine. Requires a power input of 1.21 gigawatts to operate. Originally provided um, by a plutonium-fueled nuclear reactor. But Doc has no access to plutonium in 1955. So he has a big old pole and a hook. And that's how he channels a lightning bolt into the flux capacitor to send Marty McFly back to 1985. But what is the real name of the ride used in Back to the Future? The DeLorean? It is a DeLorean. Ride or die. All right. We got time for just a couple of more. Let's go to Juan Orange up next. Line six, please. Hey, Juan. Hey, what's up, party? Hey, party people. All right. This car is a 1969 Dodge Charger Dodge Charger, driven by the Duke boys, Bo and Luke. It's known for its signature horn. Also for its police chases, its stunts, especially its long jumps. And for so stupidly having its doors welded shut. Whatever. <laughs> it just seems really silly. But what was the name of this ride? The General Lee. Indeed. Ride or die. 
Our audience could go head-to-head with James on Jeopardy. I'm I telling mean, you. They are very bad. strong today. All right. One more contestant to go into the drawing to win the hardware. It's going to be Richard Fontana, our final contestant on Line 7. Hey, Richard. Hey, party people. So I'm not sure anyone um, didn't want a talking car after the show premiered in the early 80s. In the original series, the car was a modified 1982 Pontiac Trans Am, manned by the one and only David Hasselhoff. What was the name of this highly advanced, artificially intelligent, self-aware, and nearly indestructible ride? Kit. It was indeed. Night ride or die. 2000. Very Kit. impressive, you guys. Richard, uh, Juan, Julio, Brian, Rob, and Danny. All in the drawing. Only one will win the brand new TCL 5 Series TV and a uh, Alto 7 Plus soundbar from TCL, our sponsors for Comic-Con Thursday and Friday morning. Jensen Kerb, who's our winner, please? The winner is Julio. Julio. New TV, new soundbar from TCL. Way to be, man. Yes, thank you guys so much. Congrats. Thank you for playing morning. Ride or Die. Ride or Die. Keep it funky now. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Uh, Ali is here with our final look at what's happening on a Monday morning Kevin and Bean Show. What you got? Do we have our next 007, though? This this caused quite a stir. You mean we're oh, past Daniel Craig already? Well, here's the thing. I saw this, and it made me sick. People, I was sick all weekend. And people didn't feel the need to to actually read the accompanying oh, What's reading me when articles? I just see the headline? Yeah, here's click the bait, thing. Bait click. They will be introducing a new 007 in what is being described as a popcorn dropping moment in the franchise's 25th film, which is still currently filming. It's not a complete do-over. Here's the thing. They call in Agent 007 mm-hmm. and in walks... An African-American woman. What? How is that possible? Who's that, Jane Bond? Actually, she wouldn't be African-American because she's a British actress named Mm -hmm. Lashana Lynch. So not African-American, but a black woman named Lashana Lynch walks in because they are trying to figure out how to call back James Bond from retirement in this movie. So she's become the new 007 while he's retired? She has taken his his number. Okay. While he's retired. They should so, retire that number. He's given so much I to her feel, Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they call 007 into the room. You see this black woman. <gasps> what? What is happening? Which, first of all, who's telling people of the most pivotal scene in the movie? That's, yeah, that's just, very that's disappointing that that's come out. Really rude. Really rude of y'all. Um, so who knows what um, happens after that. But yeah, what's next? A Mexican Han Solo? We all know that he comes out of retirement on that beach in Jamaica to do some more 0070 things. First, the so. Ghostbusters, now James Bond. Where's my accent going? I'm not real sure. It was like James Bond. Southern, oh, God. I, no, it's over. It's okay. It's gone. Move All along. Right. So uh, we'll soon find like out. either Chip or Dale, whichever one on baskets. <laughs> Chip? Oh. Chip, why Chip. is there a female Bond? Good stuff, you guys. Good stuff right there. It's disappointing that we know that, though. Yeah, it is. It it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Here's uh, here's the thing with that whole R. Kelly deal. People are turning against him. It's R. Kelly's inner circle that gave investigators a trove of videos of the R&B singer allegedly having sex with underage girls. We're talking over 20 tapes featuring multiple underage victims. And those once enablers have since flipped and they not only have a bunch of cooperating victims, but those enablers are now 
ready to testify against him. Robert. He's still being held in custody and could face hundreds of years in prison if convicted. So... I would feel better if we knew that the world didn't include jury members from the last trial who saw it on video and yeah. still acquitted him. Yeah. yeah. Those uh, those people have to just every day be going, what were we thinking? Yeah, I hope so. Or they're counting the money or whatever stupid thing they did. To, I, I feel like he was always paying people off in these yeah. situations. Right. Like, oh, police, everyone. So many yeah. of his songs have writing credits for people who've never written a song before, but also right. have our parents of, of young girls yeah. that, that were claiming well, maybe... Well, it's just like this Jeffrey Epstein story that's yeah. in the news right now. They yep. found out that he had, was paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to people to not testify. Awful. It's all awful. Um, they had the Hobbs and Shaw premiere. Yes, on this is Saturday uh, The Night. Rock and Jason Statham. Indeed. Um, it was brought to a halt, though, following a brief electrical issue in the Dolby Theater. Reports from inside the venue say an electrical grid toward the front of the theater sparked about 30 minutes into the screening causing flashes, loud popping noises to fill the room. The sparks then moved upward from the floor in the center of the orchestra and then back towards a block of seats. They didn't evacuate the theater, but a number of panic guests fled from the venue, leading to some widespread panic and confusion. The Rock and, didn't jump in to save them? Well, yeah. here's the thing. Before the movie resumed, Dwayne The Rock Johnson took time to address the audience, letting attendees know that he was waiting in the wings to make sure the crowd was safe. <laughs> he then said, however, Jason Statham ran his ass out of here. <laughs> what a dick. I love it, you guys. The delay lasted only around 15 minutes before the problem the with movie. The Rock being there and overseeing Hollywood is mm-hmm. he then left New York City vulnerable, and then they had the big power outage. Exactly. That power can't be outage. every place. And wasn't it something like an insane to the day of the 1977 yes. power outage? It was the yeah. exact anniversary, the 42nd anniversary of that uh, power outage. For Numbers, but everything is just coincidental, right, Bean? Yes, exactly. Nothing means anything. Nothing means anything. This guy. This guy. <laughs> well, if you were one of the people at JLo's concert at Madison Square Garden when those lights went out within the first song or so that she was performing, don't you worry. She's kind of retooled everything. She's playing there tonight. She's like, this isn't going to ruin my 50th birthday celebration with my hometown fans. We're going to do it Monday. So, rescheduled for Monday. Not bad. Bean, you've got something rescheduled that you're doing tonight. My uh, Rolling Stones concert was canceled this weekend because Mm. of Hurricane Barry. Rescheduled for tonight. Oh, that's awesome. That was a real roller coaster. Sometimes they have to reschedule it for like the tag it on to the end of the tour. And then by that time, A, who even knows if you're in America? And B, who even knows if you like the Rolling Stones still? Right? That's a a safe bet. But (laughs) yes, I'm going to attempt to leave my house and go out tonight. We'll see how that goes. I like it. I'm already sweating it. Are you? I mean, you saw Billie Eilish alone. I know. In another country. the Rolling Stones alone too, by the way. You could do anything. You were saying you have seen the Rolling Stones on basically every tour since the 80s, right? Yeah, and every time I go, I go, well, this is it. (laughs) This is the last time I'll ever get to see them. Look how old they are. And that goes back to the 80s, yes. And here we are in 2019. My gosh. And they're still out there in their upper 70s getting it done. It's crazy. Yeah, he's dancing like a madman. He doesn't stop. No. Yeah. I mean, when you picture a 75 to 78-year-old... I think Kevin... That's what you're talking about is the Rolling Stones. I I think Kevin, I don't think of... Still doing it. It's, yeah, it's remarkable. Mm -hmm. It's madness. 
You guys, Avengers Endgame is headed towards complete box office domination. They are now just 7.16 million behind Avatar's all-time record of 2.7. How are they going to get her over the billion. line? Well, they think that the push recently was the um, a little late night, late night, late in life boost because people were saying, oh, in order to see Spider-Man Far From Home, you should really see um, Avengers Endgame beforehand. It's going to kind of lead it you connects, right yeah. into the movie. I don't know. How do they how do they figure out just to get them over that hump? Because mm-hmm. I already tried adding some additional scenes, right? right. Mm-hmm. At the end. So yeah. they, they've done that. 3D? Put it out in 3D? 3D would be good. Maybe 3D. different, like a different score, like a funnier music, like All Weird Al or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Funny Avengers bloopers at the yeah. end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be cool. A commentary, like a director's commentary. You put on a headset and watch the movie at the same time. I mean, I'd be into that. Yeah, it's a good idea. That'd be cool. All right. You guys, Airbnb is offering you the chance to become a mermaid, at least for a day. What? Did you know there are now things called the Airbnb experience, which suggests different fun activities in the area that you're staying that you can then purchase on top of your stay? This party lit. So a photographer from San Diego is offering up the mermaid experience. You're going to get mermaid tails, a clamshell top, even makeup. Clients can um, get that package, which includes 10 to 15 edited pictures, plus the rented costume for 85 bucks, but pay just a little bit more and you can use a more, quote, realistic looking tail. (laughs) I want to know what this one looks like. If for more, you can get a more realistic looking one. I didn't know they were doing those Airbnb experiences. Nor did I. Interesting. We we all sound very uh, excited by it. Don't need it. Don't need it? No. All right. Do you guys follow any influencers on Instagram? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I do. But mm-hmm. I guess I'm influenced by things on Instagram. Yeah. I bought a bunch of stuff, so I mm-hmm. guess I've been influenced. Well, here's the thing: the things that you're buying are those the sponsored posts that you see. Sometimes I've done that. Well, those are um, are kind of ruining the influencer, is what we're, we're learning. The influencer DB, which is a company that tracks the impact of influencers, released a new report that says the number of followers liking influencer posts is an, a record low. They found that a surge in sponsored posts is making it harder than ever for influencers to reach their followers. AKA, okay AKA, make sure you pay Instagram and you'll make more money. Exactly. Yeah, I'm exactly. reading through this. Yeah. Also, the fact that Instagram did a, a little kibosh on fake followers, mm-hmm. that probably didn't help a lot Can't of help, yeah. influencers as well. So, listen, I don't know who you're looking um, to for your tummy tea. But, you know, throw them a like every now and then. Yeah. Make them know it's, it's worth it. Their whole existence. Because a lot of people are nothing without their followers. I've heard that, yes. Have you heard that? Anyone? I'm trying. Take a while. So, in, an influencer once said something cool about uh, their followers. Okay. All right. I am nothing without my following. There you go. Guys, you want to talk some birthdays? Stop yeah. Reporting me, bro. I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Terry O'Quinn, Brian Austin Green. I'm going to need that longer, Jesse Ventura, because oh, okay. it's so good. Yeah. Scott Foley, Taylor Kinney, and former Minnesota governor and pro wrestler, Mr. Jesse Ventura. Mr. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, the yep. wrestler. Ooh, you bet I got something to say. You check it out. 
Woo, the most beautiful body in professional wrestling. And I got something to talk about. Everywhere I've been going throughout the country, I've been touring with Fleetwood Mac. I've been partying with Ario Speedwagon. Why, I've even arm wrestled the Werewolf of London, Warren Zeebar. No, I am the baddest <laughs> dude that walks the streets today. And you think about that, chump. I'm thinking none of that happened. I, don't think, no. I think it's a total lie. <laughs> what? What? Uh, Why? The great people of Minnesota did vote for him to be their governor, by the way. Yeah, yeah they did. He won by like a landslide. He did. Good times, mm-hmm. everybody. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Jensen. Mm-hmm. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers <laughs> are hand- handing out random acts of helpfulness, and we all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. with our friends Stryker and Klein. Tomorrow they on the pro- kill people. I've heard that. Right? I you feel listen- jealous that we've never made someone have a heart attack. You listen to their yeah. show, and you'll have a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. A 55-inch TCL 5 Series TV and an Alta 7 sound bar. That's for you from our friends at TCL tomorrow, since they are sponsoring our broadcast later this week in San Diego for Comic-Con. Also, more advanced screening tickets for the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We got uh, OC Fair tickets for you tomorrow. We got Cure tickets for you tomorrow. Uh, Melissa will be on, giving us an update on the back-to-school program for friends and helpers. It's that time of year already. Amazon Prime is going on, and there are some people, like Omar, already walking around crowing about the great deals he's getting. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to begin on Amazon Prime. Me neither. Fortunately, this year it is a two-day event, so tomorrow we can all learn how we should be saving money on that. And as a result of the story that Allie told us earlier today about the poor woman who decorated the cake at the Dairy Queen in Alabama and then got fired for it, even though it wasn't her fault, we're going to be looking for your calls if you were fired and it wasn't your fault. That's all tomorrow, right here on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.